Welcome back to the Raw Take for CEOs. This is where we tackle today's issues and how they impact your business. And this is hosted by me, Dan. And Steven. We'll give you our Raw Take on what's important for you and your business. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of the Raw Take for CEOs. I'm Dan. And Steven. And Steven. And so today, we're going to kind of continue our conversation around planning. There's been a lot of good uh, developments uh, around whether it's politics, the stimulus, economic news. Um, there's at least been a lot of developments. There's been a lot of developments. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like nothing. So we still don't expect anything to be getting done, right? Um, but if um, playing off of planning, if planning is all about timing, then our view of the timing of the economic recovery is going to be critical to planning and small business planning. So four yeah, as, things. Yeah, as you know, like from the last last uh, few episodes that we've uh, we've talked about, you know, you really need to know what your what your take on the economy is in six to twelve months, and what your take on your industry or your take on your business, so that you can do proper planning. Right uh, now, we're kind of peeling back the onion one more step here and, and saying, what is the what is the news telling us? And we're going to hit on four buckets as Dan was just about to get into. What is the news telling us about what the timing of that economic recovery looks like? Right. And the timing of the economic recovery is going to impact all of our small businesses. And so you really can't talk about economic recovery without talking about unemployment or stimulus or even potential growth opportunities in in sort of a very foggy sort of um, view of where things are headed. And the yep. last piece, probably, you know, the, one of the reasons we are in this in this situation is number four, the vaccine. Yeah. You know, where the vaccine ends up, how it gets deployed is probably going to be telling. And when and when. Right. Right. Because right? uh, it's not going to happen overnight. But all, all of these things, we're going to relate it back to, you know, our take, our overall take on what it tells us about timing of an economic recovery. And starting with unemployment and a Wall Street journal and a wall street journal survey. article uh from la last week uh there was a survey of economists and 43 percent said that they don't see u.s jobs coming back until 2023 that's three years from now yeah that's a long time it's that gonna be a long, long long slog and i think we all know that but we all want to uh push it shove it down and hope that things recover more quickly um, I mean, hiring gains have slowed. Um, and layoffs have become permanent. Yeah, a lot of employees that were furloughed, you know, that, that became a permanent layoff. Mm -hmm. uh, it, was a, it was a good way for businesses to potentially bring people back. It was a good way for them to let people take advantage of other stimulus, unemployment mm -hmm. benefits. Um, but it's all those things are signaling that this will be a long uh, slog to a full recovery. And some of the layoffs we're seeing now are no no longer just small, medium-sized businesses, but also coming from the Fortune 500. For sure. So Disney, the, the, the airlines. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I also think that, you know, going into the holiday season, and this is probably more thematic of these four topics that we want to touch on, going into the holiday season, yeah, everybody's always stressed. Everybody's stressed about having to eat the fruitcake, having to get together, having to cook, having to drive and travel. I think this year's stresses are going to look a little different. Uh, it's going to be the stresses of not feeling the same, right? What we knew, 
from prior years, traditions, uh, that's going to add additional stress. And I think that's also going to impact the economy. Um, you're going to see a slowdown in consumer spending. Uh, less family friend interaction probably is going to translate into less gifts. Uh, you're still on my Christmas list, but you know, you see, when you don't see people, you're probably less likely to spend yeah. money. Um, and the seasonal workers, you know, we're going to see they're not going to be retail based. They're going to be warehouse based. They're going to be e-commerce e based jobs that uh, that, that uh, come up for this for the season. Mm -hmm. And that other piece was the U.S. had 11 million fewer jobs in September than in February. Four million of those jobs lost since the start of the pandemic were actually hospitality. And, you know, kind of off of what you were just saying, I'm not sure you're going to see those seasonal hires that you normally would, you know, going to work at your local Macy's. Um, yeah. you know, again, this feels like um, doom and gloom here, but it really goes back to the timing of the recovery. And as long as you have a view on the timing and the impact to your business, that's why we're trying to share this with you. I think, you know, overall, you know, the timing of this economic recovery is going to be longer than we've all hoped, longer than we all want. Mm -hmm. um, and the unemployment data, the, the voice out there, it's all speaking to plan for plan for this being quite a, a long, uh, a long haul. And jobs really won't be coming back until 2022, 2023. And that's and that's scary in a very consumer centric, consumer spending centric uh, economy. Okay. And an, another tidbit from the, uh, the survey, not specifically about unemployment, but, uh, nearly three quarters of the economists that were surveyed, uh, said that the election was creating more uncertainty than usual for the economy. And that's not too, uh, it's not surprising, not too surprising. As we've said, you know, all of our small business owners, they're going to show up on November 4th, no matter what, and do their jobs. Uh, we don't have a choice. <laughs> we don't have a choice. Um, but you know this will this does lead to a lot of volatility, and we don't know what the you know what the outcome is. You know it's down now it's down to a binary. You know um, I know there's four names on the on the ballot, but <laughs> I, I, I I voted the other day early mm -hmm. voting. Um, but uh, yeah, no the, the all the voices out there, including uh, uh, one of the chief economists from Grant Thornton, basically said if we don't get more stimulus, all bets are off. All bets are off. And economists are not usually betting people. So. Right. <laughs> and the head of JP Morgan announced earnings and also followed one of the comments he said was, we need stimulus. Because the banking system recognizes that, you know, as they're putting reserves aside for bad loans, uh, for distressed uh, debt, at some point, those, those loans are either going to go good or bad. Um, and without that stimulus and without a strong economic recovery, loans are going to start going bad. So everybody's recognizing that stimulus is in, in, imperative. And so that, Steve, you know, when are we thinking um, of getting a, a stimulus finally passed through? Yeah, moving on to stimulus, I, I think um, my, our raw take, my raw take is that, you know, we're not going to see a stimulus in really kind of might see something trickle in, but you're not going to see a real stimulus package before February. I think uh, my other raw take on this from last week to this week, I think um, my expectation of a stimulus package being passed has increased. Mm -hmm. I think that from the conversation we were hearing a week ago till today, you, you know, you're seeing more, a little more activity. You're seeing a little more, I don't want to say working together, but you're seeing the conversations move, move in the direction of we need to pass a stimulus. Things like 
um, Diane Swank from from Grant Thornton saying, if we don't get stimulus, we're all screwed. Right. All so, bets are off. And so there's no like it, it's like no no kidding. Three quarters of economists survey said the election was creating more uncertainty. Well, obviously, when you can't get your shit together, you got the House, the Senate, the White House in in sort of what those those like historical moments in our life. You need a damn stimulus package. Put everything aside and just pump money into the system. Otherwise, we're all going to be looking at each other through a very, very cold, long winter. And so let's will, touch on the stimulus thing. Yeah, it will be cold and long. And uh, our, our advice would be still not to count on the stimulus. Count on your own view of the own view, what you control to help you get through this. Um, but I think overall, I think we will we'll see more likelihood of, uh, of a stimulus bill coming through. You know, uh, Mitch McConnell says that he wants to vote on a uh, new funding for small businesses next week. Um, we'll see if that happens. Uh, legislation could cost upwards of $500 billion. That includes $130 billion left over from the PPP uh, that was not allocated. Uh, for More for some for schools, expanded liability protections for lawsuits, uh, among other things. And that's a big change from last week, because last week it was the White House and in Congress, at least now you have the Senate trying to lobby through a, a bill. But at the end of the day, it's like they're all so very far apart. Uh, Senate Republicans can't agree with White House Republicans. White House can't agree with Congress. Congress, Senate, forget it. Like they're like yeah, no, two different buildings. They might as well be in two different buildings at this point. You know, so um, there's a lot of butting of heads, and uh, it, you know it's going to take a lot to get things through. And I think that's why you know we won't see anything before the election. We won't see anything before probably in Q4. It's really in Q1 that we, we expect that there's going to be something that uh, that happens in the stimulus world. And to that point, as we're thinking about the economic recovery and the timing, if you do believe in that, whether it's a Democratic White House or a Republican White House, any stimulus that does come through, it comes through immediately after the election, if it's the Republicans, or if it's the Democrats, it comes sometime after Inauguration Day. So let's call it end of February. Once everybody gets their shit together, now you've got a stimulus package that gets pushed through in February. Those checks are going to take six to eight weeks to get to households. Any impact, any positive effect that a stimulus has that's passed in January and February is really not going to, it's not going to drive economic recovery well into mid-spring of 2021. So there is no, like, it's like, no kidding that unemployment is not going to recover until 2022, 2023. And that's my raw take on that. So with that said, if you do get some, let's say we do get that stimulus money and, yeah. you know, where, where do you think? And so let's go back to this haves and have nots. Cause I, I do, I do like that I, I, mm -hmm. for better, for worse, that does summarize the dichotomy in the personas of small businesses yeah. for the haves or the have nots what do the have nots do with the stimulus money and what do the haves do with it yeah the, the have nots are the you know those that are having you know they're, they're having a hard time like they're 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 not the business is not really making it um those those companies are going to use the stimulus money to kind of clean up sins of the past clean up their balance sheet uh restructure some debt those are you know those are some things that can actually get you to get you over the hump get you over the hurdle uh you know to uh, live to uh uh, 
another die, day. die another day, so, as they say. Um, but I think that takes us to, and the haves are going to use it for opportunity, right? Um, which takes us to that third bucket right. of what we wanted to talk about, opportunities. Uh, so what are some opportunities for small businesses? But in addition, you know, what are the, what, what's happening out there? What are we seeing in, in the broader marketplace that's uh, in, indicating opportunity? and what other businesses are thinking and the timing of that opportunity right? right and so if we go back to last december one of the things we were telling customers is hey 2020 you know growth is not going to come from the normal places spend more money in marketing get more customers i don't you know we weren't thinking like 2020 was going to be a blockbuster year um and now looking at 2021 you know, we do believe that 2021 is a flat growth year, and we do believe that there are opportunities, uh, but we do believe that those opportunities are going to really be outside of the box, and they're going to be focused on two areas. One, building, a, building your core team or expansion of that core team or even mixing the capability and capacity of your core team. That's one. Mm -hmm. All team, team, team. Two, it's focused on acquisitive growth opportunities, especially in light of the potential have nots, especially in light of uh, banks putting pressure on customers, calling lines, uh, pulling lines. Um, and these would probably be more like, I'll say, bolt on, tack ons, things, things in your industry that you can, that you can add onto your business. You know, probably it won't be as much of, and there will be some of this, but there won't be as much financial purchases, but, you know, finding a similar business that is in distress and finding a way to work with that business owner to, to give them an exit and to give you opportunity to whether it's grow your footprint, grow your, uh, mm -hmm. grow your, um, your, your, your resource base, your employee base. And so, you know, when we focus on the team, think about it this way, as everyone's, you know, he running for the hills, in other words, laying, laying off key employees, mm -hmm. whether it's a key salesperson, a marketing production, you know, and when everyone else is laying off, this is a great opportunity to, to rebuild or expand on your team because, you know, you've done things over the last six months to shore up your balance sheet, give you more financial flexibility. In other words, be able to make these investments because, as we know, when we hire somebody and we expand the team, it's not like turning on a light switch. They don't just start producing. So you need to be able to be patient six, eight, 12 months, right? And yeah. you need to be able to float that individual, right? It's not, you're not buying a machine and uh, taking out a loan and uh, amortizing that loan over 20 years. Um, so that's number one. And I would also throw on it's not just about identifying key hires. But it's also looking at your own team. We're heading into November. This is planning season. We should all be thinking about budgeting. We should all be thinking about our annual operating plans. And I'm not talking about just uh, grabbing your revenue for 2020, extrapolating some growth rate on that. I'm talking about fundamentally bottoms up analysis. What does it take to achieve these revenue goals? Everything from people to capital allocation and making sure you have the right people in the right place. And then being able to layer on, okay, what if I bring on this new individual? What if I promote within and bring on a new production person? Or what, what, what if I grab that acquihire or that strategic acquisition? I can totally geek out to like the team building around growth opportunities because I think it's so critical. And you and I have done that in our own business. Number two, acquisitions. So acquisitions of company in, in distress Guys, it doesn't have to mean that the company is bleeding cash. It doesn't have to mean that uh, the banks are 
you know, chomping at the bit to liquidate the business. Like it could actually just mean you have somebody in their 60s. They've been at it for 30 years and they kind of just throw their hands in the air. I've talked to many you know, 65, 68 year old, I say guys, but, you know, small business owners. And there's, they're looking at me they're like, dude, I'm just tired. After 25, after 30 years of doing this, I'm just tired. I don't want to go through another cycle. Yeah. Perfect acquisition. They're, they're chomping at the bit. And they're willing to stay at the table uh, oftentimes uh, to make, make the transition possible, both for, for themselves, because they, they didn't never saw themselves just like jumping off, jumping out, out of the plane and just being, being on the beach. You can't. They, 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 they want, they want to be around. They, they, want, they want their business to be uh, an ongoing concern. And, and you as, a, as an acquirer makes, gives you more, more opportunity, more possibilities of how to bring them, bring them on board. Yeah. And then one other growth opportunity that I'm not like super keen on, and maybe it's my draconian view of the commercial real estate market, um, I, which is very different than the industrial uh, commercial, um, uh, the industrial real estate market. Um, I don't think the bottom has actually fallen. I don't think that the dust has settled in that market, but we are seeing some major moves. So Steve, you noted, uh, I think it was a New York Times yeah. article, right? Yeah, yesterday it was pointed out uh, some of the moves that uh, some, of the, some of the big tech uh, companies are taking in New York. Um, I mean, last, it was just last week we were talking about that New York has a, what, about a 12 percent occupancy of, of workers in the city. Uh, so super low, like it's a ghost I think town. It's less than 10 percent of actually returning office workers. R right. But at the same time, we're seeing Facebook, we're seeing Google um, acquire huge leases, acquire buildings um, and continue even in August. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is a recent activity. It's and it, it's obviously not going to be for the next six months because some of those same companies have, you know, have vowed that they will not bring people back until, you know, earliest July 1st, 2021. Uh, so this is not for opportunity that they see in the next six months. This is for opportunity that they see in the next six years. Um, and so they do see opportunity coming back. They do see workers coming back. It'll obviously look different, mm -hmm. um, but uh, it, it, it is indicative of, you know, what others are, are thinking, feeling out there uh, in terms of where this is going, in terms of kind of tying it back to the timing of a recovery. You know, all of these things are, there's not just opportunity for small business owners to uh, take advantage of employees or, or uh, uh, that are that are out there ready to be swooped up or companies that are in distress, but it's also, you know, we are seeing that uh, companies looking long-term, but it is looking longer term, right? This is not like near-term opportunity that Facebook is trying to, 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 to grab here. It's strategic real estate, in Manhattan, where you know two, three, four years down the road, they're going to be able to to uh, profitably you know, manage those those offices. And so, um, let's make the shift from growth opportunities. Um, however, before we do that, I believe in two weeks we have a webinar with uh, a few other um, strategic partners of ours, um, Mike Mack from, uh, I believe it's New England Business Advisors. He's yep. a investment banker small uh, and small business broker. Great guy. Great guy. And uh, Peter Maldovi from uh, Gesmer Up to Grove. Uh, and we're going to be talking about essentially that second piece, how to set up your or how to stage your business for a successful exit in the next two to three years. And it's going to be, uh, uh, the panel is going to be moderated by none other than Steve Snyder. Steve Snyder. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I hope we put a little bit of an angle on that one. And Steve, Steve's going to act like the business owner. So he's going to get interviewed yeah. uh, by the, by these uh, business advisors. So um, it won't just be a bunch of talking heads. It'll be some, uh, we'll make it, make it fun and engaging. So join us for that one. I believe it's uh, October 27th at two o'clock.
2 o'clock Eastern. So, and so as we move on from growth opportunities to the vaccine, yeah, I think, you know, tying into those, those opportunities, right? People will not be coming back to the offices in mass, I believe, until we do see more of movement on a vaccine, more of a timeline on that. Obviously, it, you know, that will, that takes, going to take a whole lot of time. Uh, any vaccine does, right? Uh, we don't think about the, uh, the huge wins we've had in the in past history about eradicating diseases, but, you know, that's what, that's what everybody's hoping for with a vaccine for, uh, for COVID, but that's going to take time. And I don't think you can have a view on the timing of an economic recovery without taking the impact of developing a vaccine and fully deploying that vaccine throughout the United States. Yeah, I think in the, in the near term, like the president is claim, off his cl- claiming that we'll have a vaccine by election day. That's a, that's a bunch by of bull. Easter 2021, <laughs> I think it was. I mean, it was Easter 2020. But he's off his rocket, right? He's creating that perception that there is progress. But the reality is it's not about the perception it's and it's not just about the vaccine because the development of vaccine is going to have to take its own industry sort of path right and, and in the last you and i are not going to weigh in on that in the last 48 hours we've seen you know kick uh, you know studies go on two, pause two to three actually because trials because of issues which you would expect but, but it just it just it, it just means that it, it is taking more of that, that standard time to actually develop these vaccines and so the question is if and when there is a vaccine available how long does it take Frankly, you know, we're looking at Q3 of 2021, maybe Q4 of 2021. That's like 12 months from now. Yeah, you really have to think about like, how does, like, think about that. Another 12 months before team members are comfortable to come back to the office. Hey, we don't have to go too far. Just last week, our own company had our own COVID scare, right? And the steps that we've had to take. So we're, we're taking management attention away from building the business, managing the team, marketing, bringing on new customers to, oh shit, like we may have had an exposure. And so, but I do want to touch on sort of the vaccine and how we manage through this, because I think this is interesting. And we took some of the learnings from schools and other, other companies. So this is not just all about us, but one of the first things our, our crisis manager, director, uh, <laughs> vice president, um, you know, one, one of the first things we did obviously was clear out the office. The second thing you asked everybody to do was go get tested. And the third thing that we're in the process of implementing is pods. So in the service-based industry, I don't know how you would do this in factories, but in the service-based industry, and especially in those industries where you don't need everybody back in the office, but you do need some of that human contact, because we do believe that's important. So we took a page out of uh, public schools, and we essentially are putting everybody into pods. You got an A pod and a B pod, and you got a Monday and Wednesday and Tuesday and Thursday, and Friday tends to be a little bit more like, let's manage it. But essentially, we're trying to contain it. And so nice and job it, on doing that. And it worked, right? So last last Tuesday was the potential exposure. And there was a defined group of people that are here every Tuesday. Um, so immediately contacted them, let them know, um, got them into the testing lines. And, you know, hopefully, I, I don't think there's going to be an exposure, but hopefully there's not. Um, but it was, you know, relatively easy to manage. And I think our comments were, you know, this does not take us back to March, right? Because we do know, we do know more about everything we do know more about the uh, about covid and how to manage it um there are there are testing facilities out there that you can walk up to and get tested in two hours yeah and if you get tested in masses like even with uh, 
false negatives, you know, we'll have a better sense of um, the impact. So I think the last article you wanted to touch on was about the uh, the Trump campaign. The Trump campaign. This one has nothing to do with the timing of the economic recovery. But it, it's it's a great capstone story to this podcast. <laughs> you have the greatest presidential businessman ever to walk on this planet. And he can't even run a damn campaign overspending and overestimating what his revenue base is and yet has the audacity to be like it's the it, it's it's the fake media i gotta tell you if i had a dollar every time that guy said fake and fake media i'd be rich and on that note <laughs> on that note thanks for joining us join thank us next week appreciate it bye okay so that's a wrap steve cool join us next week check us out at growthlabfinancial.com or text Raw take to eight three three seven five nine zero two seven seven.